In this episode of Connecting Dots, we're going to talk a little bit about dinner. That's right, dinner, breakfast, and even lunch. We're going to talk about robots, food, preservatives. We're going to connect the dots with the words convenience, lazy, skills, and engagement. Things are changing, and they're not necessarily changing for the better, not necessarily changing for the worse. What we are going to do is connect dots, because that's what we do here at Fixed Cost Financial. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Well, unless you're living under a rock, you've been uh, aware of the fact that food delivery services have been going out for a long time. I mean, come on, you know you've had pizza delivery, you've probably even gotten Chinese delivery, and now you have Uber that is, I think it's called Uber Eats, where they're getting a variety of different locations and they'll they'll come to you and deliver food. You know, those were things that kind of developed in big urban areas. They're beginning to spread out across the country. And so as a result of home delivery services for food, companies are looking for ways to cut on their biggest cost, which generally is employment costs, right? I mean, if you can do a job with one person that used to take 10, you're going to make more money. It's not necessarily good for the economy. It's not necessarily bad for the economy. What that means is that people are going to have to change their skills. The level of engagement will change. But here's the thing. Self-driving vehicles, Domino's Pizza, they're really working hard at using self-driving vehicles to deliver pizza. But it gets better than that. The thing is, it's from vehicle to door. Okay, Just like Amazon and FedEx and UPS and United States Postal Service, which has been abused a lot by these delivery services. I don't blame them. I mean, you take advantage of what you can. It's that last mile that's the big expensive item, okay? It is. You can get something from one side of the country to the other, one side of the world to the other. Not that expensive, but with that last mile can be really, really, really expensive. It reminds me of the movie, oh, was it called Castaway, where... You know, you see the, uh, I think it's the FedEx truck out in the middle of nowhere. I have a ranch in Idaho, and it's in the uh, Sawtooth uh, National uh, Preserve. And we have Bureau of Labor, BLM, Bureau of um, Land Management property all around us. And I always get a kick at that. When we're there, we can stand on what we call the hill. We can look down on this road, and there's nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles, nothing. Every once in a while, you'll see a FedEx or UPS truck go by, and we just we just laugh at that. That last mile is so expensive. But here's the thing. 
What you're seeing is cooler sized robots. Okay, cooler sized robots are beginning to deliver and are getting the vehicles and structured in such a way. The vehicle goes from the, where they're preparing the food, okay, the pizza shop, into the vehicle. And then the little robot is lowered down, kind of like, you know, those uh, lifts or wheelchairs. The little robot then goes to your front door. Now, everybody talks about how amazing this is, right? And everybody also talks in terms of the disruption for jobs. And of course, that's a, that's a big deal. We've talked about that here at Fixed Cost Financial, the disruption of entry-level jobs and how if you have unbridled immigration, doesn't make any difference whether you're pro or con. It's just a fact if it's unbridled, people that have low skill levels, the jobs aren't there. What are, you gonna, what are they gonna do? I mean, that's a real serious, legitimate problem. Take all the politics out of it. Take all the politics out of it. There's a, a trend that has been going on for more than just a few decades. And that trend is, I call it weird. It's just weird. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay. Here's what weird is. Weird is having a treadmill and running to get exercise when you could go outside and get your exercise in a natural way. You know, we have people that they will, will do, they will make mountains out of molehill to get a little bit of exercise. Instead of doing some push-ups or some sit-ups, some planks, some stretches, running in place, getting a set of, uh, dumbbells and just lifting weights at home. No, they've got to get all the paraphernalia, all the, the accruciments to, to, to either shoes, the gym clothes, the membership. They get the headbands and they go a couple times and they stop. Okay. It's, it's a social thing. That's what it is. They're not working out. They're there for socialization. Now here's the thing. One of the things that I think we need to start really talking about is the fact that we're making mountains out of molehills. And in the case of automation, okay, he, uh, Domino's says you know, they might reduce as much as 40% of their costs with self-driving vehicles and these delivery robots. But at what cost is it to the user? Now think about this. What is the cost to the end user? That's the thing that we need to think about. Forget for a moment the cost savings to the pizza delivery place. Forget that. Or any other delivery service. Think about the cost to the end service, okay, to the end user. That is something that's going to make you go, uh-oh. One minute intermission. You're listening to Connecting Dots. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of Fixed Cost Investing. The way we do it, it's better, it's simple, and it works. And now, let's return to this episode of Connecting Dots. Now, one of the things that really burns me up is when people talk about millennials as if they're different from any other generation. It also burns me up when millennials think they're different than any other generation. What really burns me up is the 
recency effect that people have, being so nearsighted, so short-sighted. Oh, we've never seen this before. Yeah, just about everything in the world you think that's never been done before, it's been done before. Granted, you know, Van Camp and Pork and Beans, the actual can and the label and the manufacturing process may have not existed a thousand years ago, but people were eating pork and beans back a thousand years ago. So don't lose sight over the small differences as if they're gigantic, it's never been done before. I gotta tell you, there's very few things that have not been done before. But here's the thing. I said, what is the cost of the end user? Well, MarketWatch says that generally speaking, most people who are millennials spend less than 20 minutes in food preparation. And we're not just talking about food prep, we're talking about food prep and cleanup. You might remember Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, she had that uh, Martha Stewart living show. There's lots of shows on television, the DIY network, the cooking network. A lot of people are into, you know, regaining control over their lives, doing things for themselves, but that's not necessarily everybody. So. A lot of people, especially millennials, man, you know how to make money, ain't no doubt about it. You know how to program, but a lot of people don't know how to plant, P-L-A-N-T, plant a tree, or how to prune a tree, or in this case, even cook a meal. Now, 70 to 80% of all millennials say, hey, this is a great idea. Cooking at home makes a lot of sense. However, between those 18 to 24, the surveys that are out there show that 45% feel like, well, yeah, they're okay, they're good at cooking. Only 45%, 55% either say <clears throat> they're lousy or they just can't even do it. 25 to 35, it's 64% say they're good at it. Now, for those who are, let's say, um, your baby boomers and, and your Generation X, again, it's 53%, give or take. But here's another stat. 53% of all millennials eat out at least once a week at a restaurant. So we're not talking about fast food, that's talking about sitting down at a restaurant. It's 43% for Generation X and Boomers. Now, I will tell you absolutely that I don't believe that figure. I think it's a lot higher. I think most people eat out at a restaurant at least two or three times a week. I really do. I think if you look at the different cohorts and the different demographics, uh, you'll find a completely different set of circumstances. Sure, somebody lives on a farm in Iowa may go out to a real restaurant maybe once a month. But in places like New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, Atlanta, you're going to be going out a whole lot more. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Between ages 15 and 24, 15 and 24, total time, cook and clean, cook and clean, between 17 and 11 minutes. That's what people are growing up in an environment where it's not just fast, it's super fast. It's pull it out of the freezer, turn the microwave. I mean, guys, this is huge. The cost to the end consumer is a big deal. It's all about process, process, process in terms of processed food. And I gotta tell you, I think that's really bad. I think processed food, one of the things you get, you're gonna have a lot more packaging. You wanna save the environment? Quit buying all of these canned goods, all of this plastic frozen stuff. Start going to the veg, getting things that are fresh. Now, buying things, and not using them and throwing them out, that's wasteful, that's expensive. But actually using things and cooking and enjoying it. Here's another statistic that's utterly amazing. The number of classes nationwide, home economics, home economic classes, 
40% less than they were just 10 years ago. Why? 10 years ago, we had 40% more classes on home economics because we are coming out of that era of testing to the take, we're teaching to the test. You know, George Bush, Jeb Bush, all of them, this whole, you know, we gotta, we, I got, you're not learning anything when you're testing for the test and teaching for the test. We have people out there who cannot cook. They graduate high school. Well, maybe they can read and write, but they can't tie a shoe. They can't plant a tree. They don't know how to cook food. And they damn sure don't know how to slice an onion or to saute an onion. Now, if you don't, you just simply have to ask yourself, is that necessarily a good thing? If it hits the fan, you got to survive. How are you going to do it? Now, don't go to that survival route, but this is just a pure, unadulterated issue involving economics. I'll give you an example. There are quite literally, again, people who are spending so much money on convenience. It's costing you millions and millions of dollars on an individual basis. So here's the gig. Let's say you go out less and you're saving yourself $50 a week. One meal out, maybe it's just yourself, you and your spouse, 50 bucks a week. You save that every week, okay? You're 21 years of age and you're gonna do this for 50 years until age 71. You go, oh man, that's a long time. Really? Because people who are under the age of 40 are very likely to live into their 90s and 100s. You know, it's just a fact. We are living longer because of modern technology, because of medical progress. You're gonna to have to work longer. You have money that's gonna to need to last longer. So these little tiny things that we do now, not eating preservative-based foods, reducing the amount of packaging, doing some things for ourselves, saving a few dollars here and there, is gonna make a huge difference. $50 a week, you earn a 7% return, you do that for 50 years, you're gonna have $2,041,000. So when someone says, oh, you can't, you, no one can be a, you can't, you can't get ahead. Yes, you can. Small things add up. Oh, let's change that 7% to a 9% and you'll have $4.8 million. 50 years, $50 a week, steady Eddie, $4.8 million. Oh, and then you actually invest where you're, you know, investing in the market, you get a good long-term rate of return. Let's say it's 12%, that's $18 million. You wanna know why people who have $18.345 million are living a life of really luxur luxury in retirement versus those that don't have a pot to pee in? It's because they did the little things and they added up. They kept a long-term time horizon and they kept plugging away. I'll give you little, little things that add up. Here's a classic example. Ford makes a vehicle called the F-150. It's a pickup truck. And the F-150 had a recall. About 1.6 million F-150s were recalled because where the seat belt connects, it could cause a little tiny spark in what is, what is known as the, um, uh, the, the pillar where the seat belt is bolted in, okay? It's called like a B1 pillar or something like that. So where the, the seat belt is bolted in, if you pull it, especially in a car accident, it could cause a little spark. In that pillar, they have some padding, some insulation to keep it quiet. That little spark 
a few accidents here and there would cause a vehicle fire. The insulation caught fire. So they had to recall 1.6 million trucks to pull out the, the you know, the nice, pretty uh, housing to go and back, pull the insulation out and put flame retardant tape instead where the insulation is. A little bit louder, but you know, they had to be safe. A huge cost. What's the point? Little things like that can add up. Doing the small things, doing small little steps over time makes all the difference in the world. And a good example of that is fixed cost investing. It's simple, it's better, and it works. And if you follow the procedures that we talk about, you're going to be better off. I, I have no doubt about it. This is Connecting Dots, brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial. Our service is fixed cost investing. And doing those little things, connecting the dots, having a long-term time horizon makes all the difference in the world. And one of the items you need to focus on, we all need to do us, okay, is doing the basics. Doing the basics over and over and over and being consistent. One of those basics that can be really lost fast is getting into a rut. Doing bad habits lead to, look, good habits are pathways to success. Bad habits are ruts to failure and constantly using fast food delivery services, that is a true rut, a path to absolute failure. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of Fixed Cost Investing. Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor, where you will not pay more, if you have more, or receive less, if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at FixedCostInvesting.com, that's FixedCostInvesting.com.